Welcome everyone to another special episode of The Running Elephant. I'm Nigel Sullivan, Booba's Chief Sustainability and People Officer. I'm delighted to be joined again by our group CEO after an absence of a couple of episodes, Mr. Iñaki Irenu. How are you, sir? Professor Sullivan, great to be with you here again. Have you missed us? Yes, a lot. Very happy to be back, to be honest. We missed you too, but we enjoyed the sessions with Iñaki Peralta, Carlos and Hisham, our three CEOs of the market units. Look, um, today's topic's a happy topic, uh, not that the others haven't been, but um, Bupa is 75 years old this year. Um, we were formed on the 3rd of April 1947 in the UK, a year before the National Health Service here. And for those who don't know, uh, Bupa was formed by a group of 17 what are called Provident Associations, that Bupa stands for, you know, um, the British United Provident Association, um, and people who felt that the UK needed better access to quality healthcare. And it's incredible how the company has grown and uh, developed over those 75 years. What do you think about the origins of Bupa when, when you think about it, Inyaki? Look, I, I agree with you. Is um, is is a great opportunity being able to celebrate seventy five years of a company, you know? Because many many companies that were built up when Bupa was built up, now they don't remain. They don't exist. Um, I was trying to find like a, a statistic on how many of those companies are not now. I haven't found a very concrete data but it should be something like 95% of the companies are not existing anymore. So I think it's a great thing that we're still here, okay? I One of the things of the things that I like the most probably in the celebration we, are, we have organized is the claim, 75 years of caring. I love that because I believe this is exactly what we have been doing. And I think it's this exactly what we should be doing. Technically, our founders describe that as to prevent, relieve, and cure sickness and ill health of every kind. That was supported by our purpose, longer, healthier, and happier lives. That has a little bit of adaptations in the last years. I think that our founders would be very proud because we have done that. And I think this, this is what has, has made us very special. We are now in a period of change. So we are transforming our business and we are being more innovative. But the caring thing is what has made us big and I believe is what we will make us remain big in the future. Look, uh, I know it's, it is incredible. And, and I was thinking back, you know, because, I mean, while we are super millennials, everybody knows that, you and I, we're not 75 yet. Um, <laughs> but um, but some people are. So I was just looking at who's 75 Um uh, famous people. So um, Bill Clinton, 75, wow. Sylvester Stallone, Cher, um, Jose Carreras. Oh, really? Um, Emerson Fittipaldi, the racing driver. Amazing. There's a load of... I mean, 1947, I think, was a good year. It was also the year where India and Pakistan gained independence from, from Britain. The Cold War started, which is very, uh, uh, very relevant for today, I guess, in some ways, and sadly. The IMF started. Um, Israel got their independence as well. The sound barrier was broken. And the first Polaroid camera that could take a, a picture in 60 seconds was, was invented. So a lot happened after the war um, in 1947. When we opened back then, we had 34,000 members and they were all only in the UK. And now we have over 38 million and growing. We, we need to honor that growth, and growing, actually. And growing. We're growing. Um, but I wonder, 
what, what they would think of Bupa if they were still around now. Yeah. What do you think? Look, I was impressed with uh, your examples, uh, man, how life goes so quickly. Look, in my, in my own case, um, I've been already in the company 17 years, so that's amazing. Just, just time flies. So, yeah, I think, look, I think uh, there is an element of the culture of Bupa of being humble. I think probably too humble. Or I don't know whether being too humble is something bad. I mean, probably it's great. I think that they will probably not dedicate a lot of time to the fact that we are 38 million. They will just keep going, caring people, because it's in, our, it's in, in the way we are. And I think um, going forward, I don't know whether we should be a little bit more, a little bit more arrogant. Um, Confident? Yeah, because in that space, a bit more confident. Yeah, because um, we have done a lot. We have done a lot. And I believe that 38 million people that we are taking care of, look, just in this last quarter, we are in our funding businesses, we are 1 million more people, more members than we were expected to be. So this this number is gonna, and we should be very proud. Yeah, very, um, yeah. You know, let's humble them more proud um, because we're doing a lot. Yeah, we might get to over forty million this year. I think. I think so. And I think, look, I, for me and Yaki, the most important thing is it doesn't matter if we have one member, thirty-four thousand, thirty-eight million. Every single person is equally important to us. Yeah, and that's the way we need to think, isn't it? That that is as uh, that's the way we exactly, and we have a big responsibility because you know, imagine how many countries have 38 million um, citizens. I mean, big, big, big countries. So the thing is, and we are taking care of those. I mean, um, the other day we were just the size of the company now, because I don't I don't know how big this the company was when this was founded. I can imagine very small, but today we were visiting a stadium um, a few weeks ago with uh, some of the team, part of the team. The stadium was, was uh, fitting 90,000 people. And someone said, this is the Bupa people in the stadium, will, the stadium will be full. In terms of our, our, said, our employees. Yeah, our employees, yeah, and I yeah. was saying, man, so we are a lot of people. Yeah. And we should be proud, also this is the point, no? Exactly, exactly. Look, it's great to be proud, and, and we've achieved a lot in those 75 years. One thing I was just thinking about um, in Yaki was, you know, we started in the UK, but the business now, 70% of Bupa is outside the UK, you know, so, I mean, we are a truly multinational company and lots to be proud of. Are there any particular highlights that you can think of over the, the years, the decades that, that, that come to mind? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I think it's a really, it's a really good point, um, um, Nigel, because um, when we um, look to what we have done, um, it's not, I mean, to be as big as this, in, it means that we have gone abroad. So I think I would probably mention, I mean, not a surprise that I mentioned in 1989, like uh, Pupa acquired Sanitas. Um, and look, to be, we need to say Sanitas now is in a good place, but at the beginning, we had, the Pupa had a lot of difficulties to, uh, to, to make that business operate well, no? Um, it was great also, I think we need to mention 1997, we started the operations in Bupa Arabia with the Nasser Group. And, um, and hopefully Tal will be, uh, Tal and the team will probably be listening to this podcast. They have done great, man. But again, 1997, we started, it's 2022 now. So 25 years ago, it's like incredible, no? Then also the story in Australia. So we started in 2000, 2003 when we, with HPA and mutual community, 
2008, we acquired MBF. So the size of, I mean, it's very much influenced by this, by this event. So, and many more, many more like uh, when we entered Poland, we entered Chile, you know, and, and you know, when we bought uh, Oasis uh, in the UK. So a few examples. Um, the good thing, you know, when you think on all of these events is that we have never stopped. So I, I was reflecting on what we have done in the last years. There's always something happening. And this is what dictates the, the companies that will be successful in the future, companies that never stop. And Bupa has never stopped. And bringing it to today and our ambition to be the world's most customer-centric healthcare company, healthcare has always really been at the center of Bupa. And we've talked about this before. Sometimes, you know, this, the funding, the provision, it's not, it's health care is the whole thing. Um, and I think there are examples, I think we've got that, that where we've done that, you know, in terms of pioneering healthcare interventions. Do you want to say something about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, uh, well, absolutely. I think probably, look, we don't have to go that far away just with COVID. COVID, we have done, uh, this company has done amazingly well. I mean, in our, in our, care homes, we have gone through kind of a catastrophic situation. And I think our people have been amazing, 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 like in, in all of our care homes. Um, so, you know, and, keep, and we keep going. I mean, with the floods now in, in, uh, in Australia. So, uh, I mean, many, many examples. Uh, and the other thing I was thinking about, Inyaki, is some of the technology. And I was looking back at the, the history, you know, in, in 1976, we acquired the UK's first full body scanner scanner the first video consultation was in spain in, in 2016 look where we are now it's like Amazing, you know yeah. it's, it's 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 digital business and and cutting edge technology in our hospitals da vinci robots in spain and cromwell state-of-the-art cancer treatment in our hospitals including the gamma knife and those specialized mri machines so you know we keep going as you say we keep and and you know can i can i add another example i was uh, very proud of this as someone uh, we were i was in a conversation with people um a few days ago about mental health and someone reminded you remember the commercial we did in spain sanitas was the first company including mental coverage into the main coverage of the private medical insurance product and i said exactly look i forgot this is great I mean, we were pioneering, pioneering in, in mental health. And now mental health, in my opinion, is probably the main pandemic that we have in the world, yeah. bigger than yeah. COVID. Yeah, you know, the, on the technology piece, I was looking, you know, I did a little bit of research about like 75 years. It's just, it's a coincidence really. But, the, you know, we put in uh, mainframe computers in the 1960s and stuff like that. The first semiconductor was was produced in 1947 as wow. well so it's amazing like we've wow, been wow, we've wow. been there all along like along the technology wow. journey as well wow, and, wow, as, wow. As, 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 uh, keeping pace hopefully and leading yeah we've looked back yeah and then we look forward yeah 75 years is quite a long time um if you think about the next 75 years for Bupa, what sort of things come to your mind in yaki uh i'm going to answer you but I'm, and then i'm going to ask you when I'm done, the same question, okay? okay. So, because I think um, I love these conversations about the future. I mean, you know, um, I love to hear from uh, opinions of people because man, 75 years is. Okay, so three comments here. So one is healthcare. Look, I know that, look, let me tell you, I know that people now think that in 75 years, we will have more than one body. Uh, none of us, we can decide whether we will be dead or not. Apparently, the world is moving very quickly. I am a bit less, probably less visionary on, 
in this regard. But I know that healthcare will be a need. I'm pretty sure that will remain a big thing. Second thing is that I believe that BUPA will be there providing healthcare to our members. And the third thing is we will be adapted. I don't know the technology that we will be using in 75 years, but we will be there. Um, and, and yeah, so I think it's a boring answer. My answer is a bit of a boring answer, but, but it's what I believe. We will be there. We will be there adapted to whatever happens in 75 years. Uh, but what about you? What do you think? Well, gosh, um, put me on the spot. I mean, I think we'll be there. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I think that, but we, 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 we have to earn the right to be there. You know, always exactly. to earn the right to be there. As you said at the beginning, many companies are no longer here, but we, we, we should uh, stake our claim and make sure we get there. I think we could reasonably expect to be over 100 million members uh, in, in, that, in that time. I don't think that's an unreasonable ambition. I think um, the, the nature of what we do will change as well. I mean, the session we did with Paula, um, our chief medical officer, you know, on, on you know, the... The, the advances in proteomics and, and genomics and all the rest of it will change medicine forever. And I think we're just, the next probably 10 years is where that's going to really, really kick in, isn't it? It's, it's going to change, you know. Absolutely uh, very much. From from being sick care companies to healthcare companies, it's really prevention totally. and, 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 totally. and all that stuff. So I think that's a, that's a big piece. The, the piece that I'm not so happy about, I think, and I, I just, I worry about this. This is more my, um, I don't know, my, my human hat, hat on. Um, our job, I think, we, we can't fix healthcare systems, um, but we can provide accessibility to health, good healthcare, really high quality healthcare. I think that's our job, but I think disparity and who gets and who doesn't is going to probably increase over that over that period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, the haves and the have-nots in the world. Uh, I think um, uh, it worries me a bit, but I mean, it's a bigger that's a bigger problem than yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah, we can yeah, never yeah, solve yeah, for. Yeah. But um, I, I do think uh, I do think that, that some people will. You know, we know some of the tech billionaires, as you sort of obliquely re- referred to, you know, are, are investing in, in, in technologies to, to prolong life, you know, and, yeah. and, and perhaps cheat death altogether. And, you know, that won't be available for every citizen of the world uh, if it's successful. But um, and whether it's ethically right to do is another question altogether. But um, uh, that's what I think. I think, oh, look, it's a great answer. Thank you, Nigel. And I think you're f- absolutely correct that our industry will it's going to change that we can't even imagine so i i always remember you you have heard this anecdote but i remember i was going to a program in the in the west coast a few years ago and the the the, the, the director of the program the first thing he did he he said hello hello who of you are working in health and i saw three people of us we were 60 people we raised a hand and he said why am i asking this is because healthcare is the industry that is going to change the most because of the digital uh, tools in the future and so he set up the tone as super from the very beginning yeah I'm, I'm, and i believe that I, yeah and the other thing i mean we've been talking about the sort of the, the i suppose the sharp end of healthcare but also the funding element of healthcare will change as well you know oh, yeah. how risk is is assessed and the way actuarial models are done in the future are going to be different from today you know, it'll be very personalized, um, totally. personalized, personalized premium and personalized care. Exactly. And, and that's another big change. And we need we need to be ready for this. Imagine that uh, someone, uh, some people are saying that we will not die. So how are you, how actuaries are going to face that challenge? Man, who knows? I know. I, know. And I, I, was, I mean, I was talking to someone from a multi-line insurer a couple of years ago. And, you know, obviously the motor yes. element, you know, the vehicle, you know, because of self-driving cars and stuff, they're saying yeah. like that business will probably 
pretty much disappear yeah, in yeah. the future, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's not a line of business that there won't be the accidents that yeah, yeah. we have today. So, but look, I think we're ready. I think the elephant, the elephant's ready. The strategy's right, and we uh, we keep going, as you we, say. Exactly. Well, thanks for the discussion again, Inyaki. Uh, it's been fascinating. I hope uh, to all our listeners that you feel proud to hear about not only Booba's roots, but Booba's future, and you know, and, and you feel proud about helping people live longer, healthier, happier lives, and making a better world. It's exciting to think of the next seventy-five years ahead. Thanks for your time, Inyaki. Thank you very much, Nigel. It's always great being here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Running Elephant. And as usual, if you've got any questions, drop us a line at runningelephant at Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.